Welcome back to week four of the Betting with Babies podcast, the ultimate guide for sports betting dads, the only gambling podcast that you can safely listen to with your kids. Each and every week, we break down our best bets, we rank our top touchdown scores, and as always, we'll dive into the dad zone where we will share valuable tips, stories, and perspectives of being the best dad you can be during this NFL season. Once again, I am not the passive-aggressive host, Mr. Clutch. I'm Mr. No Days Off, and I'm here with my very close personal friend and co-host, Maddie Stats. Maddie, how we doing? I actually don't even know how I'm doing right now. I am just flat out at work. I, I signed up for too many soccer teams. I signed up for too many fantasy football teams. And we've got a third podcast host that no called, no showed. You sound like, in, in restaurant terms, you're in the weeds, aren't you? The we- Yeah, the weeds. <laughs> the weeds is actually the perfect way to describe my life right now. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We both, uh, Maddie and I, uh, as spry... 20-year-olds worked in restaurants together. Yeah. And that was a fun time, was it not? It was, except I was a pretty bad waiter. <laughs> you were. I, I, I used to have to coach you. Like, no, Matt, you're fine. You're fine. You're like, no, I'm not a good waiter. I'm like, no, Matt, you're okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was one of those, like, I was good with the managers and good with the people that, like, let me. But, like, the people sitting at my table, they typically liked me, but they did not like the service they received. <laughs> I also think it did not help that there was not a computer system and we were doing everything with calculators. Well, we're not going to get into those reasons on this podcast, okay? But yes, we only dealt with paper, and you, if you can dive into that, uh, you'll understand why. Smacks invasion. So, <laughs> anyway, let's review last week where the pod picks went a real big 3-0. and Huge week for the boys. Maddie Stats, Mr. No Days Off, and Mr. Clutch all got victories. We're on the positive side, uh, our pod picks now, with a winning record. We were a George Kittle slipping the end zone away from hitting our Thursday night football parlay. Matt, you remember that? He slipped on the end zone. He was getting in the back, could have scored. and yeah. uh, they, they called his number. If you would have caught that, we would have hit our Thursday night parlay didn't happen but we were all so close and our touchdown scores we're still warming up we're getting closer we're hitting over 50 percent of our touchdown scores we just haven't uh haven't risen our level to our standards which which is darn high um maddie should we get into our pod picks please all right let's do it We're going to start off with Mr. Clutch. He's got the Bengals and the Titans. Talk to me, Matty. We've got 57% of the cash, but only 28% of the tickets on the Titans. This one opened up at minus 2.5 and has remained steady all week. Joe Burrow has opened up the season rough with a cumulative PFF grade of 65, well below his average from the previous two seasons of 92. Apparently, he left the game without any further aggravation of his calf, so here's hoping he's on his way back to getting fully healthy and being the Joe Burrow that we all know and love. One thing to note is that Tannehill is 
committing a turnover-worthy play on 3.77% of his dropbacks, but is also making what PFF classifies as a big-time throw on 4.72% of his dropbacks. Two numbers not typically correlated together. You're normally bad at one and good at the other. You're never, you typically don't have high numbers on both, but, you know, Tannehill, thread the needle. Uh, expect the Bengals secondary to dominate all of the Titans wide receivers who each, including DeAndre Hopkins, come into the game with a below average wide receiver cornerback matchup per PFF. And in the trenches, both offensive lines are at a significant disadvantage against the run, with the Bengals at a negative 51% disadvantage and the Titans at a negative 22% disadvantage. All right, and with that, Mr. Clutch is taking the Bengals. Must think that Burrow's healing up because, uh, you know, the Bengals need a little offense. Matty, what do you think about this bet? I have been burned by the Bengals on one of my pod picks before. I've got the Burrow T. Higgins stack. It has has been ugly cheering for the Bengals this year. But if anything, I'm committed, so I'll follow him here. But I don't like the Bengals right now in general. Well, yeah, because of my seven years of Tannehill, I can't really... I, I I've seen way too much Tannehill to really ever, and and Derrick Henry's banged up with a toe injury, which really you know toe injuries for running backs is awful. So with those two things, Tannehill plus a Derrick Henry toe injury, I think the Bengals uh, take this game. Let's move on to game two. This is my game. We got the Rams at the Colts. Colts giving one point five. All right, so we've got 79% of the cash and 76% of the tickets on the Rams. This one opened up at minus one and a half and has got had a little bit of turbulence over the week while the books are waiting to see if Anthony Richardson is going to exit the concussion protocol. As of right now, he is still in the protocol but did return to practice today. Richardson, while only playing five quarters this season, has not looked great as a passer despite all the fantasy hype and has a PFF grade of 55.3 and has yet to make a single big-time throw on the season. Matt Stafford brings a PFF grade of 79 into this game and is back to his career norms after dropping off to an average of 67 over the previous season. In the trenches, expect the Rams' offensive line to struggle with a negative 15% disadvantage versus the pass and a negative 34% disadvantage against the rush. Where are you going here, Teddy? I'm going with the Rams. The Rams are getting points. They play the 49ers tough. They beat the Seahawks. They lost to the Bengals by three. They only lost to the 49ers by seven. I think they're they're a decent team, and they're getting points here. And I'm not convinced that you know Richardson can win that many games. He can run the ball, you know, but in terms of throwing, they contain him. You know, contain him, keep him in the pocket, make him beat him with his arm, possibly. So I I like the Rams here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I like Sean McVay. I think the Rams are surprising folks this year, right? They're playing a lot more competitive. You know, nobody saw uh, Puka Nakua coming out, and he's having, you know, rookie of the year type season. Uh, 
Actually, well, not Rookie of the Year. This is not baseball and a 1990s movie's Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL. Uh, but Puka Nakua looks good, right? They got rid of Cam Akers, locker room problem. Never really understood what he did to Sean McVay, but the coaching staff really did not like Cam Akers. So it seems like they gave him a second chance this season. Like he got benched last season, came back for this, the second half of the season, played really well. Like, okay, this is going to happen again. And I guess something happened week one because he was not active for week two and he was traded. Traded. Potentially taking over for another awful running back who everybody thought would be good. Uh, yeah, Madison. Madison. Madison, yeah. Yeah. He is, he's been disappointing. So, um, not another game that I love to bet on here, but if I had to pick one, I'm taking the Rams. Alrighty, Maddie, last is your game, Vikings versus Panthers. What do you got? All right, so this one opened up uh, at plus three and a half Vikings and moved to minus four earlier today. We've got 68% of the cash and 66% of the tickets on the Vikings. The Panthers looked better last week with Andy Dalton under the helm, but are expected to regress with Bryce Young's return from a sprained ankle. Young has yet to find his footing in the NFL with the worst passing grade in the NFL amongst intended starters. Even Zach Wilson has a higher PFF grade than Bryce Young right now. The Panthers coaching staff seems to have Young on a short lease, completing one pass longer than 20 yards a season, which makes this matchup even scarier for the Panthers, given that their offensive line is at a minus 43% disadvantage against the run. Lastly, despite the 0-3 record, Kirk Cousins has put up a solid PFF grade of 78 this season, ranking him number 8 in the NFL. Quick aside here, who has the number 1 PFF quarterback grade in the NFL? (laughs) Obviously Tua. It is Tua. Of course. Let me tell you some stats on Tua real quick since you brought him up. Tua is getting rid of the ball in the quickest amount of time, 2.7 seconds. Okay. At the same time, he has the longest depth per attempt, meaning he's throwing the ball the farthest at the same time of getting rid of the ball the fastest. And that's why we got the number one offense. Which is average, average depth of target. Well, but but does that does that take into account how quickly he's getting rid of the ball? Nope. So I, that's one stat, but I, at the same time, I'm saying another stat that he gets rid of the ball the fastest among the 32 starting yes. quarterbacks. Yes. And he has the the highest A dot as well, which makes him the man. I mean, smoke it. You sound like a dog. You, you sound like you're swimming in a Kool Aid. <laughs> We're going to get all the way in the weeds here. Speaking of the weeds, I was at the game last week, Maddie. I was at the game last week. I saw 10 touchdowns. I saw 10 Miami Dolphin touchdowns. I was sitting in the ninth row in the end zone. And let me tell you something. I had a fantastic time. That's... One for the record books, okay? I mean, it's just like an absolute party, right? Yeah, it was. Yep. And a a, a Broncos fan was sitting directly behind me. I stopped trash talking after like the third or fourth touchdown. It was just too much. You know, I figured after your experience at the Eagles game, you'd live above it and not do any trash talk. 
Oh, no. But mine's light. I don't curse anybody. I don't want to fight anybody. But I just, like, go with the Bronco, Bronco fans and be like, you know you guys are going to lose, right? Do you, do you know that or no? Like, like a nice, light, polite. Oh, polite. Trash talk. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. A little, like, backhanded no, kind of like. Yeah, they, they, like, super sarcastic. Like, I'm not aggressive. I, there's no cursing. I'm just like, you guys aren't going to do well today. Yeah. Didn't give anybody a flat tire? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that i don't want to ruin someone's day i just want to like you know talk a, a tiny bit of trash that's it yeah exactly <laughs> let's get let's circle all the way back vikings panthers who you got maddie all right i am going with the vikings this week i do not have any faith in bryce young i think the panthers looked a little punchy last week with uh andy dalton under center and i think it's gonna take bryce young a little bit longer to uh Find his way in the NFL and four points against a rookie quarterback and Kirk Cousins is playing well. I'm locking the Vikings in. What does looking a little punchy mean? Uh, you know, like basically like they've looked lifeless, right? Okay. G- you gave them Andy Dalton. They put up, I think, 28 points. Now their defense also gave up 37 you know, they you know they had a little life. They were a little punchy. You know, there was a point oh, at which I thought my lock of, my pod pick was not going to win, and I was going to go zero three. Then I might have no called, no showed, and like pulled an Amato. <laughs> Man, he better be back next week. He better be back next week. He's already there. There's sanctions against him already. Yeah, we'll discuss that next week. For the, but for the record, he didn't call. He texted. So he didn't, he didn't no call, no show, but you know, you know, cut, cut that, cut that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got the Vikings, we got the Rams and we got the Bengals for our three pod picks this week. Let's move on to the TD scores. All right. For our TD scores, number one. CMC, tell me why, Maddie. All right, so 12 straight games with a touchdown. He's got a 15% target share, 61% of the rush attempts, and he's getting 100% of the two-minute drill. Just an absolute monster. Don't need to say much more. Yeah, he. it's 12 games in a row. It's pretty crazy. Let's get on to the second one because we don't really need to go in depth on the best running back in the NFL right now. We got Bijan Robinson. He's got his snap share is increasing week over week from 65% up to 80% last week. And he is slowly taking over the backfield, pushing Allegier out. He's All right, number He's th- French. No Jacques <laughs> Jacobs, but. <laughs> Travis, Kelsey, Maddie, why do we like him? All right. So 22% of the target share, 50% of the end zone targets, and may or may not be dating Taylor Swift being a that potential would be a negative. Do you think that's a negative? That's a negative. The only thing worse you could be doing is dating Kardashian. Yeah. I mean, I feel, yeah. Kardashian's like Kardashian's almost as bad as being like one of Teddy's guys. Damn. Speaking of Teddy's guys, you declared Sam Howell. What are your guys last week? And I think he threw four picks. <laughs> Like, like I was watching Red Zone. And I just kept coming by, and it was just like, "Well, Teddy's guy, Teddy's guy, Teddy's guy." I like Sam Howell. 
Yeah, that's what happened to him. You said you liked him. He immediately had the worst game of his career. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that that happened. Yeah. That did happen. Poor guy. Um, who is next? We got Austin Eckler. Listen, we're gonna keep this simple. He is good at football. When he's in the game, he gets a high percentage of the rush attempts and targets. Excuse me. So. Let's put him in because he's probably going to find the end zone. The last one, I need Maddie to read this. Tyreek Hill against the Bills. Why do we love Tyreek Hill? All right. So he's got a 35% target share on the number one scoring offense in the league. Mm -hmm. Both the Bills starting safeties are banged up. They, We do believe they are going to play, but banged up nonetheless. Yeah, they both sat out practice today. We'll see what uh, this today's Wednesday, so we'll see what happens Thursday or Friday. But they're banged up, and you can't even be a half step slow. You can't even be a full speed against Tyreek Hill and catch him. So if you're a half step slow, it's over. Let's recap the TD scores. We have CMC, Bijan Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Austin Eckler, and the one and only Tyreek Hill. As our TD scorers today, play them individually, put them together, do a combination. We love them to score this week. Let's move on to our Thursday night football parlay, a podcast exclusive. All right, Maddie, we got our Thursday night football parlay. What's our first leg here? All right, so this is a direct bet coming. From Amato, who could not make it today, but he did submit a Thursday night parlay for the squad, and the stats do back him up. So we got Packers plus one and a half, Jordan yep, Love like that. plus two passing TDs. And so I'm, that means he has to throw three, right? Nope. Two plus. Two or more. Two or more. Okay, excellent. All right. And then Amon Ross St. Brown over six and a half receptions. For the Thursday night parlay, plus 493 with today's odds. I like that. Plus 493. Love it. Put it in. Packers, plus one and a half. Jordan Love, plus two passing TDs. Amon Ra St. Brown, over six and a half receptions. Lock it in. Let's move on to the dad zone. All right. The dad zone. Maddie, uh, what do you have for the dad zone this week? You had something. Oh, tell me about your grass. Let me tell you. It's looking green. That's you got it. green grass, that's huh? It. That's it. No. <laughs> uh, you know, so like most people um, or most men, you know, once you get in your 30s, you start caring about different things. And uh, having really good green grass uh, and having a nice lawn is important to me. You know, I've gone through that. So um, I did some investment in a lawn. Um, I got taken for a little bit of a ride by the lawn guy. I spent $1,000. <laughs> wow, you waddled back into the house after that? Uh, you know, it did include 100 pounds of seed, 150 pounds of lime, and 100 pounds of starter fertilizer. So there was a lot of things there. I went to the store, priced out what it was, because I was a little concerned. I got ripped off, and well, of course, know, it it wasn't too bad based off of the prices. You know, I think he, you know, he's got to make a little bit of money. Uh, of course, but needless to say, 
big day in the household. The girls came running in on the way home from school. There was like little grass seeds all starting to pop up. So we're well on our way. We're going we're gonna to have the prized, prized lawn in the neighborhood next season. Well, here's the deal. Home ownership, you can't have the worst lawn. You can't. I mean, that's just if – you, if you drive by and someone's got a crappy front lawn with lots of brown spots, it's just demoralizing. Is it not? Oh, it's uh, – yeah, over the years I've had some rough lawns. Uh, I did have sprinklers for a while. Uh, imagine paying – I paid 2500 bucks to get sprinklers put in. Imagine paying $2,500 to put water on grass. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, like I know. for the right to spend more money, uh, what are your rest? But yeah, no, I had a summer where uh, sun killed it, became a dust patch. Like the wind would blow and dust came off my front lawn. I had the worst lawn in the neighborhood. It was terrible. Oh, hand up, me too. I every year my my grass burnt. Uh, it got better every year because like the there there was just like pure dust spots in it the first year and i got better but being a rookie homeowner i feel like these are the trials and tribulations you go through right learning how to keep that grass especially like in new york too because it's like a small property too so like you're not going to get a fertilizer guy or like a lawn guy right you're doing your own like small patch right yeah and then i then i failed and i decided to get a, a guy and then my grass was completely green but it, Wait, it took me six years. I took me six years. Little piece of property. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like I could have like hand spread it. Then you should have came down and done it. What else is going on? How's soccer? Uh, no game last week, but we got a game this week, and uh, you know the team's really starting to come together. Um, you know it's like kind of like an interesting moment I had with Layla this week. So, so I felt like I wanted to be more involved last year because I was going to all the practices and I was going to all the games. So this year, you know, I signed up as a coach. Um, and, you know, the kids are really coming together. Right? You know, Layla's developing, like, a little bit of a motor. And uh, we had this kind of nice moment. You know, I kind of said to her, I was like, hey, I was like, I saw I was, I was, like, seeing you in practice and you were running really hard. I was, like, really impressed with you. And she said, Dad, I run hard like that so I can impress you. Wow. And I was like Dude very cool. Goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. That's a yeah, cool I mean, moment. It was just like one of those things where it was like I was like, You're doing that for me? <laughs> I was like, Thank you. That's great. So I don't know, it felt good. It felt like one of those things where it's like you do a lot of parenting and you don't know how much of it's working or sticking. And like, you know, that uh was a I feel moment that. where it definitely felt like what I was doing was working. That's great to hear. That is, uh, that's pretty awesome. Luke is still in swim. Yeah. And he he's... cried for the first 10, ten minutes because he just woke up from a nap and he's a grumpy kid <laughs> when he first wakes up. And then he got over it and he swam really well. He's a good swimmer. Solid yeah. swimmer. That's tough. Huh? Like 10 minutes of crying on a 25-minute class. Oh, like, yeah. You're on Let the other tell side you, of the was... glass, right? You're not involved. Like you're just watching him cry for the teacher. Yeah, no, I hand I handed him off, and he was crying. I was like, "Earn your paycheck, <laughs> like you deal with that." I was like, "Get get him through," and uh, 
Because I, if he fall, if he doesn't fall asleep in the car on the way there, he's fine. But if he falls asleep, it's only like a ten or fifteen minute nap, and he is oh, tough. Yeah. To, just the transition into the water just isn't good. It's where that's where you got to get the tablet strategy going, right? I uh, I was very anti tablet in the car for a while, and yeah. now tablets only get used as a sleep prevention method. Where we know if the nap happens, it's going to cause a problem. Because my kids don't nap anymore. So if they fall asleep, like a half hour of kid sleep is worth like an hour of nighttime activity. Yeah. So it's like we just quick trigger on the tablets in the car. You know, I Luke has been asking me for the for the short car ride tablet. I've been telling him no. I mean, I don't. It's at the house. I don't like have it in the car. But like that's a great idea. Maybe I should start bringing it in the car. So. Other pro tip is we don't give the kids like iPads with like junky games. We give them, uh, I think it's like a leapfrog learning pad or something like that. It's not Uh bad. It's like 75 bucks a year for the subscription. And it's all like educational games and stuff. It's about like science and math and there's learning paths and, you know, there's games on there, but they're educational games. Mm. Yeah, we have games too. I got games. I got one of those Amazon kid tablet things there's there's definitely games on there yeah and some some just like you know that biker game from regular nintendo that like original biker game where they oh yeah it's not exactly that but they definitely ripped that game off and i've i can't how how do you say no to that game it's a classic that's good you know it's a good game (laughs) with the kids um it's a little bit inappropriate with the kids but it's still fun it's called bro force it's uh that sounds ridiculous it is. It's uh, you get to be a bro, and all the bros are like action heroes. Uh, so there's like bro, bro. I can't even say it. it's like Sylvester Stallone, but Brovester Stallone, right? It's like everybody's a bro, like your bro Willis, right? And then like you have the superpower of whatever they are, and like that character of the movie. And then like when you die, you just come back as a different bro every time. What's the objective? Uh, it's like a, like, 1990s, like, video game, and then, like, left you're just Left to right across stuff. the screen? Yep. Like, left and, to right, left to right and then yeah. up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. Um, I'm right there with you. It's great. It's four players, right? You know? And it's just, like... You got it on the Wii? Uh, yes, I have the, it on the, the Wii. The, or not the, the Wii. Wii. What is, is Wii? it? The Which Switch. One? Switch. God, God World. World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know you're washed. We, we played the Wii in college, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. I think this is once I had moved in with a motto, but we got really into playing uh, skins on Wii Golf. Like, we yeah. would all just have a ton of single, like, a, I mean, we were playing for like a dollar a hole, but everybody was playing, and whoever, like, won the hole got to get the buck. And then, like, if somebody tied, it rolled over. We had a whole game, but it would get so intense when you're, like, trying to make a putt on Wii Golf for, like, $20 when $20 was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds, sounds excellent. Wii, Wii Golf was, was great. Yeah. Tennis, bowling, yeah. all classic games. Yep. They did. Nintendo, you know, they don't make great video games, but they make great group play games. Mm-hmm. Right, like all the Smash Brothers, all that kind of stuff. Yep, Mario Kart, Mario Party, all classics. Yeah, all still have replay value years and years after. Yeah, 
You know what I am excited for? Speaking of cool stuff from like the 80s and 90s, um, I'm going to watch Back to the Future with Layla soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's going to get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a far out concept, no? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like time travel car. Like, I remember we used to like work on a car and pretend we were working on the time machine and stuff. Like, I remember like being around this age thinking like time travel was the coolest thing in the world. Yes, it is. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up here today. Um, that's our week four podcast. We are here to balance your babies and bets. Hope you learned something for this week's NFL slate and maybe a dad tip or two. Who knows? But have a great weekend and let's go Dolphins.